Blog Talk Radio. about the helmet of salvation. 
It helps protect our head, obviously, but more so it is used to defend against doubt and lies the enemy throws at us. We know who we belong to. We accept nothing from the enemy, no doubt. No doubt from the enemy do we accept. The only thing we accept from the enemy is his outright, utter defeat because he is defeated. So be careful. These thoughts that come into your head and they tell you the opposite of what God already told you in his word. Because everything that's done for the Christian today is backed up by his word and can be found in his word. So if anything is contrary to his word, it's a lie. It's that plain and simple. There's no better way to say that. Okay? The sword of the spirit, the word of God, is offensive. We use it to pull down strongholds, lies, confusion, arguments, false reports, evil, wickedness, and falsehood in general. We should speak the word over ourselves and over those we love. We must share the word, as mentioned earlier, before, because the word is alive and it is sharp. So we must be doing those things. You have to wear the breastplate of righteousness. It will help us when the enemy tries to remind us of our past struggles or hurts and pains. We wear this breastplate because we have become the righteousness of Christ. You can look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 for this. This is a gift we do not earn. God became sin for us so we might become the righteousness of Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Know who you belong to. Protect your heart. Shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If your shoes are uncomfortable, you won't be able to march far now, will you? If you want to get to where God wants you to go, you must prepare yourself with God's word. But let me tell you something about the shotting your feet with the preparation of the gospel. You must stand firm in the gospel, in what you were taught. And you're going to stand firm with the gospel of peace. Know the word. Stand firm on it. That's why you have these shoes shod in the first place, or you shod your feet in the first place, so you can stand firm in the gospel. Now, you can reference Matthew 28, verse 16, where you, the Great Commission, where you can basically take the gospel to other people. That's fine. That's great. But you can't take the gospel anywhere if you're not standing firm yourself. So shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take the shield of faith to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. See, in the first century, Roman soldiers wore all these armor pieces. That's what Paul, where Paul got this from. He was looking at the Roman soldier and everything they wore. The shield was like, it was huge. It was large. It covered the entire body. The soldier moved in, soldiers moved in unison with these large shields and could not only defend themselves, but others as they worked together to repel attacks. You've probably heard of the, the Greek phalanx or the Roman phalanx, the um, <clears throat> the type of formation that the Roman soldiers would use or the Greek soldiers would even use in order to defend not just themselves but others. That's why that shield is so important. No matter what comes at you, you're going to quench those fiery darts with a shield of faith. And so we must also exercise our faith, no matter the circumstances we face. Our faith in God can and will quench every fiery dart. As we attack and pull down strongholds, we use the shield with confidence, knowing we can demolish any obstacle 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We only accept God's report, not the enemy's. You never accept the enemy's report. Never. Because that's not who our boss is. That's not who our Lord is. We don't accept anything else. So we got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and we got to get into the belt of truth. You must wear the belt of truth. You must know the truth of God's word. You must know what the word says about you and then speak it. You cannot fully walk in truth or expect to defeat a stronghold in your life or assist anyone else if you are not walking in the truth yourself. Truth will help guard you and assist in holding all the other pieces of the armor in place. See, that armor of truth, that belt of truth, you need that or else you'll fall into deception yourself. So read the word. Get in the word and know what the word says about you. And if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, God did not give us a spirit of, of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Get that into your head. Get that in your spirit. You must know that. Once you know that you are not to operate in fear, fear has to leave. That's what happened to me. That's what I shared last week. You have to know who you are, and you have to know whose you are. So let's recap. We got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to gird our loins with truth, shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel. We're going to have the shield of faith and the sword of spirit. But is that all? I say no, it's not. We got prayer and supplication in the spirit. See, if you read all of Ephesians 6, it talks about prayer and supplication in the spirit, which is sometimes overlooked. Prayer and supplication is essential for breaking and pulling down strongholds in your life. This is a very strong offensive weapon for any circumstance in your life. Not a day goes by when I'm not in prayer, in my prayer closet, sending up prayers, not only for myself, but for the saints as well. We have to cover each other. This is a necessity in the Christian walk. The armor of God helped me break through and pull down the strongholds of fear, in my life, there are many Christians who suffer from fear in their lives. Your internet search engine is filled with titles of Christian books regarding fear in the lives of Christians. But listen, no matter the circumstance, with the armor of God and the assistance of God, there is no stronghold that cannot be defeated, destroyed, and pulled down. Clues, generational curses, which are indeed strongholds. Now, this show obviously is not going to be about general curses today or should I say generational curses today, but I'm going to have one upcoming. And I would encourage everybody to please tune in to that because it's going to be amazing. Okay? <clears throat> so basically, what I'm saying to you is, with the armor of God, knowing who you are in God, knowing about the blood of Jesus, knowing you belong to God, knowing that he knew you before the foundation of the world, you already have the victory. That's what I'm telling you. You have the victory, friends. Praise God and hail to the king. Now, overcoming stronghold. Let me just tell you this. The term stronghold or strong and then hold, two words, is only mentioned once in the Bible, and that's 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Once in the New Testament, I should say. And let me just tell you what that scripture says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Yes, I'm telling you, pulling down strongholds. Now, as I review this scripture, I want to know why Apostle Paul used this word in his letter to the church. At the time, and this is kind of recapping what I told you last week, at the time, the young church of Corinth, established in AD 50, was struggling with false apostles, teachers and preachers that were questioning Paul's authority and character. Historians believe these false preachers were most likely Judaizers who asked Corinthian believers of Gentiles, of Gentile heritage, I should say, to follow the law of Moses. So these false teachers, these false people, sprang up in the church, and they were trying to get people, uh, basically these Gentiles who had been converted into Christianity, we should say, to go back to doing things that were in the law of Moses, these Judaizers. This was the direct attack against truth, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus had already been crucified and resurrected some 23 years earlier before this happened. Now, the letter of 2 Corinthians was written in AD 56. When Paul used the word stronghold or strong, then whole, he was using a geographic site within the city of Corinth the members of the church could relate to. The city was full of large towers and notably a fortress or a stronghold at the top of an 1,857 feet hill. He used this building as a reference to inform the church the spiritual weapons he would use against falsehood were mighty enough as if to destroy and pull down that stronghold, which was, it was a huge fortress on top of this hill. So Paul was basically saying, you know what? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. So strong, in fact, that you can imagine that stronghold on top of the hill being pulled out. That's how strong our spiritual weapons are. So basically he was having to fight against falsehood, lies, attacks from the enemy, and from against the enemy's minions, so to speak. So in verse 5 of St. Corinthians 4, verse 5, I'm sorry, St. Corinthians 10, verse 5, he's basically saying we have to cast down those imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The imagination is everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, all of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing the way he worded it. So he's going to bring down every thought to the obedience of Christ, and it's listed to assure the church that false teachers and falsehood in general would not prevail because their lives and deceit would be cast down, pulled down, destroyed, every thought laid away captive. We learn later most of the church repented, thank God. Titus met Paul in Macedonia in AD 56 to deliver the message that, hey, guess what? Most of the church, they repented. And that was wonderful. But really, what does this mean for you? Why did I include historical facts and truths? When you know the truth, my friend, you have a precedent to abide by. You see how even the apostle Paul had to cast down arguments against his authority and leadership in spite of the fact he was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Likewise, or even more so, we ourselves may fall under attack of strongholds. Perhaps it is a continuous attack. Perhaps it is lies and deceit, falsehood, falsehood, personal struggles with anger, bitterness, illness, poverty, yes, and even disobedience you can overcome. You can overcome it. Remember, these strongholds, they start where? In the mind, things that come against you. But you have the armor to back you up. You have truth. You have to walk in the truth. Now, I tell you, if you look at a few scriptures, 
Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You have to renew your mind. You want to walk in truth? Renew your mind. I'm telling you, once you renew your mind and you, you continue to renew your mind, these lies and things, they're not going to bother you like they bother you. Your mind, walk in truth. Don't accept, as I told you, any false report. Any false report. You are the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28:13. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are nothing less. You have put on the Lord Jesus. Romans 13, 14. Believe only the gospel of Jesus Christ and no other gospel. Listen to this scripture. I love this scripture. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Galatians 1, 8. You have to use wisdom. Listen to nothing that's outside of God. That will help you stronghold to begin with. It'll help you. And know that you have the power within you. Luke 10, 1. Luke 10, verse 1, and then 17 to 19 says, Jesus gave the 70 disciples power over unclean spirits. The 70 returned rejoicing that the spirits were subject to him. In verse 18, Jesus said, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Whoa. He saw, lightning. He saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Satan is defeated. Do not allow his deception to get the best of you, dear friend. No matter your struggle, you can overcome. You are more than a conqueror. Do not be fooled by the tricks of the enemy because that's what they are. They're tricks. He's, he's, it's like he can't defeat you unless, unless. Don't listen. Know who you are. I have to keep going back to that because that's the beginning. You have to know who you are. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. First John 4, verse 4. And then you also have to exercise your faith. Do not allow your faith to waver. Fear is the total opposite of faith. You cannot have both faith and fear, so make a decision, friend. You can't operate under both. It's not possible. You have a shield, to, you have a shield so use it. In fact, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 6. I wish we all would exercise the faith and patience of Job. If you have not read the story of Job, let me encourage you to do so. And then you need to exercise your faith to pull down the stronghold. You have to rely on God's help. Everything I'm telling you is spiritual. Everything I'm telling you is in the Bible. But you have to know you can do nothing by yourself. You have to trust God to help you break free, pull down, and destroy these strongholds in your life and the lives of your loved ones. There is nothing God cannot do. Remember that. Remember Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven, one of my favorite scriptures of all time. The Lord said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? The answer is absolutely there's nothing too hard. For the Lord Nothing too hard And let me just tell you this The only stronghold That should remain in your life Is the Lord himself 
If you look at Nahum verse chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. God is the only stronghold that should be in our lives. But let me mention this as well. You have to buy that strong man. You have to recognize what your challenges are in life. What is it that you feel is coming against you? You must acknowledge it to God and then submit it to God. Many of us are quick to read James 4, 7, where it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But you forget that first part where it says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Submit to God. Submit your issues to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It all goes together. Once you have submitted to God and asked for his assistance with the stronghold, you need to rebuke and bind that strong man. Or else, how can one enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? And then he will spoil his house. That's Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. Take authority, that same authority that God has already given you. Take authority over whatever is hindering you. Recognize the strong man. For me, it was fear every day. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of illness. Fear of sickness. Fear of certain things that would bother me or that, that I felt would come against me. It was fear, authority over it, my friend. Take authority because you have the authority to do so. Don't be deceived. You can do it. And I know you can and I know you will. So praise the Lord. And again, always stay in prayer. Pray. Take a side. Get set some time every day to God. I used to hear a preacher say all the time, if you want little power, pray little. If you want more of God, pray a lot. It's just that simple. You pray, you get along with God, you read your word, you employ these principles I'm telling you. You get them in your mind and in your spirit, and you know that you're blood-bought, that you belong to God, and that he knew you before the foundation of the world. You have the victory because of what Christ has already done for you on the cross. You need not let strongholds in your life overcome you. I don't care what those strongholds are, okay? You have the power and authority to overcome them. It has already been given to you. God is there to help you. He will always help you. And just know, as I mentioned before, Isaiah fifty four seventeen, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That's for you. And remember that all the power of the enemy, you have the authority to trample over it. Luke 10, verse 18 and 19. You have the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I can't stress that enough. So, my dear friends, don't be deceived. But come against what's coming against you. 
And I will say this. Now, I'm going to have an episode coming up on July 9th. We're going to solely talk about fear and overcoming fear. Now, the last two weeks, there's Christians and Strongholds. This is just simple, a simple introduction to Strongholds. That's all it is. But we're going to begin to break down Strongholds individually. So next up is fear, which is I was amazed to learn how crippling fear has become in the lives of some Christians. Fearful. And I have to say, I'm an authority on this because I was one of them. So, I mean, it's not like you're talking to someone who hasn't gone through it. You're talking to somebody who has or you're listening to someone who has gone through it. So we're going to talk about fear and only fear on July 9th. And I hope you'll tune in and listen because I, I certainly hope that you will uh, you will enjoy that show. I mean, seriously. <clears throat> and I hope that it, it blesses you because my old, my only purpose is to bless you with the knowledge I receive and from what I learn, even vicariously from all the people, and what I learn from the study of Scripture and God's Word and what I learned from my own life. So I just want you guys to be blessed. So just remember you always pray, and you pray that God for God's deliverance over your stronghold, fear, anger, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. You pray over it. And let me say this. I got a couple minutes left. If there's anyone listening to this show, who has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let me very clearly tell you that Romans 10 says, the word is near you, even in your mouth. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God, that he rose from the dead, and he is the Son of God. You should be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. I encourage you to read Romans chapter 10. Get deeper into his word. And you ask God, when you're praying that prayer about forgiveness of sins, to forgive your sins, and to cleanse you, and to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, and yes, you should be baptized in water, and I do mean immersion, um, God will change your life forever. And you walk with him. And he will be a friend to you like none other. If you imagine your best friend in the whole world, and then you have a best friend come along that's a million times better than that one. That's who Jesus will be to you. I can guarantee it. So I want to tell you, thank you for listening to part two of Christians and Strongholds. And I hope to hear from you or to let you hear from me, I should say, on Monday. On Monday, we have a special guest. We have Pastor Kenneth Oti, all the way from Nigeria. He's going to come and share. He's going to talk about his ministry in Nigeria. And uh, <clears throat> he's going to bless us with the word of God and tell us what's going on over there. So we're looking forward to having him on. And that will be 6 o'clock Monday evening, EST, uh, Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock our time. And then the following Day that Tuesday, we're going to have 
Apostle and Pastor Sherelle Saunders. She's going to tell us what God is doing in Tennessee, in the state of Tennessee with her. And my understanding is she goes back and forth between Tennessee and Chicago. So we're going to have two special guests lined up Monday and Tuesday. And it should be fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing both of those people of God come and bless us and talk to us. And certainly on uh, July 7th, we're going to have my brother, my my brother from another mother, who is a minister in Chicago. He has a very unique ministry where he goes into the streets of Chicago and ministers to gang members. He has a soup kitchen. He deals with the homeless, helps clothe and feed them. So we'll be blessed from that too. So God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. If I can do anything for you, reach out to me. I'm at Eliashib of God at Yahoo.com, E-L-I-A-S-H-I-B of God at Yahoo.com. God bless you. Love you. Listen in on Monday, and it'll be a blessing for you. Thank you for listening. And remember, July 9th, strongholds, we're going to attack fear. God bless you.